It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, friends? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Billy Rossetti with you guys here on a fresh week here on the pod. I hope you guys had a good weekend. We are inching ever so closer now to the start of the regular season. Less than three weeks now from the Panthers opening at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. And we're probably... Should be getting an official announcement. Don't think we've heard anything yet, but the Panthers' plans are still that they will have fans uh, for the 2020 season. We're obviously starting to see a lot of teams making their official plans, whether they're not going to have fans for uh, the first couple games or whatever the case may be, or a team like the Dolphins announcing over the weekend that they're, they're going to have a max of 13,000 fans for their home opener on September 20th against the uh, Buffalo Bills. Um, but we haven't heard it. You know, we heard in the middle of July that the Panthers wanted reduced seating, and it sounded like they uh, still wanted to have fans for uh, for the regular season, particularly, obviously, the opener coming up against the Raiders. So we'll see. Uh, again, I don't think there's been an official word or uh, an updated decision yet, but that's still... Seemingly, the track that the Panthers want to go on is uh, is having fans. You know, obviously, you want to have as many fans as possible, uh, but they're just doing their best in uh, in these challenging times. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but still, just the fact that we're less than three weeks away uh, from the start of the season is really exciting and I cannot wait to talk about an actual game and start uh, prepping for the Raiders in week one so it's fun times coming I'm ready to kind of get out of training camp mode and just be ready for uh for the actual start of the season um but we're gonna talk quick about one of the the roster moves that the Panthers made over the weekend and that was uh that was them moving on from a 2019 draft pick over the weekends. The Panthers cut ties with Jordan Scarlett, their 2019 fifth-round pick, of course, out of Florida. Uh, Scarlett, of course, mostly played special teams last season, only carried the ball four times for nine yards. Uh, Again, was mainly on special teams until uh, knee and ankle injuries in Week 12 against the Saints ended up costing him the rest of the season because he was then ultimately placed on injured reserve. So that's how he finished out the season. He was obviously, of course, trying to bounce back and battle for uh, one of the running back jobs here. But with the uh, with Mike Davis showing out pretty well so far in camp and Ro- Reggie Bonifin still holding well. And, uh, of course, the Panthers going on adding Trenton Cannon off waivers from the Jets. Uh, I guess it turned out... Scarlet became kind of expendable a little bit, so he was the he was ended up as the player who um who was waived in order to make room for Kyer Vedvik, uh, of course the kicker slash punter 
that the Panthers signed or uh, claimed off waivers from the Buffalo Bills just a few days ago. Again, with the way these roster moves are, uh, you don't have to you don't have to make a move uh, immediately. You know, you can wait until the player kind of clears their uh, their COVID nineteen testing protocols before you actually have to make a uh, co- uh, corresponding move. Excuse me. So that's why uh, it was a couple of days. You know, similar with the the Jalen Jelks move and uh, the ultimate cutting of uh, Andrew Volert takes a couple days till they pass all their testing protocols uh, for them to be officially added to the roster and then ultimately uh, cutting somebody else. So that was the case here. Uh, So Jordan Scarlett lasts just over a year. Doesn't even make it into his uh, second regular season with the Panthers. So he is on waivers. We'll see if uh, he gets claimed by anybody or if he ends up as a free agent. Um, But, you know, again, with the way uh, the running backs have been shaping up so far for uh, throughout this training camp, you know, again, we talked, we obviously know what Reggie Bonifant is and, uh, you know, kind of how dynamic he is as as uh, the backup running back, and then Mike Davis, of course, has uh, has kind of emerged a little bit. You know, it seems like he's getting uh, a fresh chance and uh, making the most of his opportunities as the uh, the number as possibly the number two running back. So, you know, some good. Uh, some good thoughts or uh, some good reports sounding like it's coming out from the from the running game. You know, obviously you don't want to see you obviously don't want to see Christian McCaffrey go out for an extended period of time, but at least they're uh, building something a little bit behind the um, you know behind them. So that's uh, that's always nice to see. But again, so now it's back down to four running backs, plus of course Alex Armour at fullback. But now it's McCaffrey, Bonifin, uh, Mike Davis, and Trenton Cannon as your four running backs now that uh, Jordan Scarlett has been let go by the Panthers. So that's kind of the the catch-up with the, um, the roster moves. Uh, I want to get into uh, some of the notes that we have here. We're going to check out our friends over at the Riot Report for uh, some of their notes over at uh, or from from Saturday's scrimmage that the Panthers had inside Bank of America Stadium. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Roman, who are there for folks who you know may have the difficult conversation of talking about the old ED. You know, usually we just brush it off and say things like, you know, you just lost your mojo or something like that. Or, you know, if you're just feeling tired or stress and, uh, you know, becomes kind of difficult to talk about. But with our friends over at Roman, it does become easy to talk about because you get to talk to a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. And it is simple. It is safe. And it is totally discreet. And with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort of your own home. And you get a healthcare professional that will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Uh, and if medication is appropriate, they'll sh- send it to you with free two-day shipping. Everything is uh, straightforward. It's simple and discreet. 
And all you got to do is just go to getroman.com slash locked on NFL. Excuse me. So getroman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N dot com slash locked on NFL to uh to talk to a professional today and uh, of course it's uh, very simple you could schedule your online visit so ed used to be tough to tackle but now there is roman so complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it so again get roman.com g-e-t-r-o-m-a-n.com slash locked on nfl this is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover limitations apply see terms at discover.com slash credit card so let's talk about and again thanks to our friends from um from the riot report let's take a look at our, especially our friend josh klein who we definitely got to get get we definitely have to get back on the podcast at some point boy i'm tripping up for my words uh it's been quite the day but josh klein over at the rye reports some of his notes from the panthers scrimmage that they had on saturday inside bank of america stadium and of course uh, he mentioned how there's obviously social distancing signs on the the walls and floors and whatnot and uh, he's even even posted pictures of the bathroom where some of the sinks are blocked off to uh, promote social distancing, where um, uh, certain entrances, you know, when you're going to the bathroom, you can only go in one way, out the other, and spots to wait, you know, just a lot of stuff that the Panthers are going to do, (laughs) Uh, interestingly enough. But the Panthers, as Josh notes, did simulate a game environment on Saturday. They had referees. And they had music playing up until 20 seconds left on the game clock. That's similar to what uh, the NFL could be doing throughout the league to, of course, kind of pump in that fake fan noise to simulate games as best they can uh, during the season. So, um, and he even made a note too. He said ambient crowd noise is legit weird. Uh, but, you know, he asked, of course, Matt Rule and guys. Things about that, and Matt Rule said about that, quote, the ability to create your own energy this year is going to be a major factor. I thought that was a good challenge today to see how our guys dealt with that. And then they talked to Will Greer about it, and he said, anytime you get to go into the stadium, it gives you some extra juice. Uh, and Josh, uh, Josh Klein noted that Greer rotated reps with the first, second, and third teams throughout practice and then Greer added it's a different feeling without preseason hearing how it's going to sound out there it's good to get comfortable with it because it's going to be different I think it's smart that we did that we did that now and didn't just go into the first game just not knowing so those are some of the early notes and then some actual notes he wrote down during the two-hour scrimmage so uh, first note he has is uh 
The Panthers went down three wide rec- or were down, excuse me, three wide receivers of the ten that were on the roster today. Uh, Keith Kirkwood has already had surgery to repair a broken clavicle, and Seth Roberts was placed in the concussion protocol. And undrafted free agent Omar Bayless, who has impressed him camp, is set to go under the knife for a scope to take a look at some knee swelling. While he was on the sidelines riding the bike today, the Panthers are unsure if he'll miss a couple weeks or a couple months. They'll know once the surgery is complete. He added, with so much competition in that wide receiver room, it would make sense for Bayless to be placed on injured reserve and work his way back for next season, which is a shame. Which is, it definitely would be a shame, but uh, obviously at this point, and we talked about this with some of the other young players, or and even a guy like Keith Kirkwood, you suffer an injury now at this point in training camp, especially with no preseason, it becomes very difficult uh, for the team to... Uh, use a roster spot on you. And we said Bayless's best chance at being on the roster anyway was on, uh, was on the practice squad. And so uh, this is probably at least injured reserve lets them keep him on the roster. um, And I'll have to worry about someone else claiming him obviously, but um, you know, it would certainly be very unfortunate for a guy like, like Omar Bayless to uh, to have to spend his rookie season on injured reserve. So we'll see if the Panthers go that route, uh, and you know certainly how the the surgery goes for him. Uh, Josh then wrote with those three missing, two wideouts down on the depth chart. Brandon Zilstra and Ishmael Hyman both had big days. Hyman had over 100 yards receiving and a long touchdown from Will Greer on the first uh, first team drills of the day. Zilstra caught a fade for a touchdown, also from Greer, over Dante Jackson near the goal line, and would have had another score, this one from P.J. Walker, had he not been whistled for offensive pass interference. Rule described the former CFL wideout as someone who is challenging for an opportunity. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. So, you know, and Zilster, of course, um, came over, you know, was signed last season from the Vikings, brought him up from their their practice squad, had a couple nice moments on special teams. Uh, So probably if Zilstra makes the roster, it's going to be on that. Um, But again, with the injuries to some of these other wide receivers, there is a possibility Zilstra can fight for one of those final wide receiver spots, whether they keep five, whether they keep six, even seven. We'll see what the case may be, but Zilstra is certainly one of those guys uh, definitely trying to make a push for uh, one of those wide receiver spots. Uh, then he added uh, Panthers signed, and this was a guy we talked about the other day, of course, Panthers signed veteran linebacker Julian Stanford. 
nine-year pro who has played mostly on special teams and waived undrafted free agent David Reese. Stanford was at practice on Saturday. Rule reiterated that they will continue to churn the roster to find the kind of players that they want to have on the Carolina Panthers. Tough guys who like to play hard, said Rule. We have enough stars. We have enough high-end talent guys. What we need is a gritty, tough team that loves to play the game. He then listed off some of the players who he thinks falls into that category and a long, long list of players on here. Um, but one guy we'll touch on that uh, Josh even added a quote on is a guy we just talked about in conjunction with uh, the the cutting of Jordan Scarlett, and that's running back Mike Davis. Matt, said, uh, Matt Rule has said he's had a great camp, just a great camp. He's running... He's getting open. So, and, um, you know, I even had someone on Twitter, one of the guys I think, or he was with PFN. I think he's a free agent writer now, but a good fantasy guy. Uh, reach out to me when I said about the cutting of Scarlin. He, he asked, is, does this mean Reggie Bonifant is locked into number two? And I said, no, Mike Davis is pushing for that number two role. So I think you're definitely going to see those two kind of mix it up there. Uh, he talked about Chris Manhurts saying blocking tight end who's developing into a pass receiver. He works at everything every day. Certainly, certainly wouldn't, would not hurt the Panthers if Chris Manhurts can become more of a passing tight end. And then the Panthers can really start running some, uh, some 12 personnel, maybe some 22 personnel, uh, give Ian Thomas some, uh, some breaks here and there. And then he mentioned Alex Arma showing us his versatility you know, and we've seen that, of course, over the years with Arma. It's one of the reasons he's been able to stick around for a few years as a, as a sixth-round pick out of West Georgia, being able to play fullback, being able to play that H-back type. Uh, so good to see that uh, there's some love there. So Ar it sounds like Arma probably going to be sticking around even with this new roster. Um, Justin Burris, Matt Rule called him one of the uns unsung heroes of camp. He's exactly the type of guy that I want to build this thing around. You know, not certainly good thoughts for a guy that they brought in pretty cheaply, but uh, obviously had high hopes for. Of course, you know, the whole, you know, the plan ever since they brought him in was that he was going to be the starting safety opposite uh, Trey Boston. So it's good to hear those notes here. And then he mentioned Zilstra in that group as well. So a lot, a lot of names on here that he mentioned. So um, definitely high on a lot of players. So uh, we'll continue to see what happens. And then he added, Teddy Bridgewater continued to look extremely sharp starting the day with seven straight completions for almost 150 yards and two scores, one to Manhurts and one to McCaffrey. He also had another score to Mike Davis called back due to holding. The offense consistently rolled when not held back by mistakes or penalties. You know, obviously take this with a grain of salt, just being a, a team scrimmage, but... You know, some some positive raves, obviously, especially from uh, Josh Klein, which is good to see. Um, and again, we definitely have to get Josh on the on the show again one of these days because uh, he's a great friend of the podcast, good friend of mine. I uh, always love chatting up with him. Um, but, you know, nice to hear that the, the offense has been kind of rolling a little bit. We'll see once they get into uh, the regular season, obviously. But uh, again, as as we've talked about in, you know, starting to preview week one a little bit here, you know, the, the Raiders certainly have a few new faces of their own uh, on both sides of the ball, obviously. And, you know, they've obviously needed some time to gel together as well. And they're the ones making the uh, the West Coast or the East Coast trip here in week one at the one o'clock start. So 
again, I think this could possibly be one of those games that the Panthers could surprise some people and uh, maybe steal a victory in this one. So we'll see what happens. But uh, those are some of the notes. He he talked about the specialist, um, perhaps spurred on by the signing of Kyer Vedvik, who will join the team next week once he passes the COVID protocol. Uh, Josh thought they were excellent today. Sly was 3 of 4 with his only miss being a 54-yarder. And he said Charlton was consistently punting between 45 and 55 yards. And then he said at the end of the day, Rule allowed the specialist to take center stage with J.J. Jansen snapping the ball from the 10-yard line and hitting the goalpost. Charlton attempting to punt the ball into the upper deck and Rule having Sly kick a field goal from the sidelines. Rule even attempted to ice the swole kicker, but Sly was true and the Panthers got to leave early because of it. So... Uh, definitely a good day. He said the offense looked impressive. The defense had their moments with sacks, quote-unquote, by uh, K1 Short, Brian Burns, Yito Grossmados, and Zach Kerr, as well as a nice PBU by Troy Pride in the red zone. And he said many players, uh, including Christian McCaffrey, Brian Burns, and other starters, took off their pads at some point during practice and watched from the sidelines. Matt Rule said that was the plan as as he was not allowing his first team offense to go live tackling. He said McCaffrey's been tackled enough and is going to get tackled a lot this season, which is absolutely true. So good to give him some rest there. But overall, it sounded like a uh, a really good day for the Panthers at their practice. So um you know, certainly have to be certainly have to be happy about that. So but again, we're we're counting down the days. It's what 20 days now, I guess, uh, to the start of the uh, the regular season. I, I, every time I every time I say something like that, I just become like a kid in a candy store. And I'm sure all you guys out there are the same way. I'm just ready for some actual football games here. Uh, college season, of, of course, starts next week. And obviously, uh, some love for some of the Carolina teams in college as well. Obviously, Clemson, of course. Number one in the AP poll once again, which is not really not surprising at all with all the talent they have left, including, of course, Trevor Lawrence uh, and, and North Carolina making an appearance in the AP poll as well at number 18, uh, their first preseason poll appearance since 2016. And really, they get a bump up because the preseason poll also included the team or basically everybody was eligible for the AP poll. Obviously, of course, when the regular season starts, those teams that are not playing this fall will not be eligible for the poll. So that, of course, includes number two, Ohio State, number seven, Penn State, uh, number nine, Oregon. Those teams in the top ten, of course, will be out because obviously those conferences are out. So UNC gets a, a bit of a, a bump up. So in reality, if we're using the... If we kind of adjust the poll to to mention only those that um, to mention only those that are actually going to play play football this fall, North Carolina would actually be more like number twelve rather than uh, rather than lower down on the poll, uh, number eighteen normally. So, lot a lot of love for North Carolina this year. Uh, they're definitely going to be up there in the ACC poll, but of course Notre Dame sitting there as well. So it looks like it's probably going to be about a, a three-team race in the ACC between Clemson, North Carolina, 
and Notre Dame. So really excited to see what happens there. Uh, but yeah, so a lot of good stuff going on in the Carolinas. And um, yeah, it's a it's a fun time. Just 20 days left. So we're we're almost there, guys. We're we're ready to go. So uh, so with that, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Uh, good to start another week with you guys. Thanks, as always, for making me a part of your Monday. Always enjoy chatting football with you guys. I uh, can't wait to do it again with you guys. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.